0: This week we're going to be studying Parashat Dehar Bechukotai. After completing the Haftarah Bechukotai, we now begin with the Parashiot. It's a double Parashah, of course. So uh, let's take a step back and understand mm-hmm. what, what the structure is of the Parashiyot. The, the topics we're going to be discussing are going to be the Shemitah and the Yovel, and the implications of the Shemitah and the Yovel, followed by the blessings and the curses, or the you could call it the re-establishment or the reiteration of the covenant. That would be in Parashat Bechukotai. The end of Parashat Bechukotai talks about the topic of how to value different people uh, or how to value things that are donated to the Beit HaMikdash. It's called the Parashat of the Erachin of the values of the different items. Now what that Parashat is doing at the end of Vayikra, when it should be somewhere at the beginning of Vayikra, Honestly, the most compelling explanation I heard for it so far is that you do not want to end the book with the curses, yeah. so they took one of the topics that really belonged in the middle of the book and they put it at the end of the book so that the book ends on a on a, a on a not end. exactly yeah. to, that doesn't end on a on a note of curses. Anyways, for now we are we, on this theory, which I think is is pretty compelling. Also, that the book as it begins to unwind and it's leaving the topic of kedusha. It's trying to take us back to Har Sinai, and if you remember the order of the parashiyot, and the order of topics, from the Har Sinai until where we got to the Mishkan, was we got we went to Har Sinai, we got the Ten Commandments, followed by the Mishpatim, which were the civil codes, yes. and then now was followed by, um, that was followed by the Mishkan, right? Yes,
1: Mishkan and then yes.
0: So what we did. Now now that we're going backwards, we already, in the end of last week's parashah, we went back to the Mishkan with the instruction to light the menorah and the instruction to set up the table with the bread. And then we spoke about the story of the man who blasphemed, the Mikalel. And that led us to the topic of the civil laws, which Rui said, reminded us, was very similar, of the laws of Mishpatim. So the next thing you would expect is for B'nai Israel to be back at Har Sinai continuing the conversation that started with the Ten Commandments, which is where we are now. So it seems like the book is almost wow. like there's an A, B, C, then a C, B, A wow. in, in the book. It's called the chiastic structure, and, and that's where we find ourselves in Parashat Bihar. Now, there are other reasons why Parashat Bihar fits in as as the closing to the book, because uh, we started Harsinai now, but the but you could call it the equivalent of the Harsinai Brit covenant, uh, making ceremony is going to be more parashat Kotai when the right. blessings are announced, uh, announced and the curses are announced. So, uh, I wrote a few notes on why parashat behar is located here. I'm just going to read them quickly. Sure. Uh, after discussing holiness in the temple and holiness of the individual, we move to the implications of this holiness for the broader society. The essential rule with all of the coming laws is that God owns everything. Mm -hmm. It is of interest to note that the blessings that we see in Parshat B'Khukotai only come after this societal achievement is reached. That's in Parshat Bihar. And it is also interesting to note that the societal achievement could only be built upon the proper behavior and the holiness of the individual people. So Parshat Bihar, if you would say what what Parshat Bihar is, it, it... basically is the societal implications of the holiness, of holiness, right? We said we have holiness of the mikdash, of holiness of the individual, we have holiness of the the times. But then if you take that holiness and you have every single individual committed to living with God, then that has an effect on the broader society and how the broader society behaves. And in terms of the broader society, there is also a system of... Holiness that applies to the broader society. A meaning: we, in my individual life, I, will, I could live with God. I could live as if God is there, and I could live in the way of God. But then society could also, as a whole, live as if there is a God. And that's why this part is now at the end because this is like the culmination of everything. Yes, How is now, the behavior of the, one it's exactly. Yes, it's talking about it everybody. everybody. It's rules. It's kiddushah that applies it should be embedded in the cycle in the psyche of because the it's collective
1: about talking the whole land of israel it's not talking right, about right,
0: <laughs> right this is kidushah as it applies to the collective yes and and what the implications are for the collective this it's also is the most
1: important because when you're united this is what hashem wants to see
0: right one last thing one more point before uh, we do the psukim is we we did mention it's going to be important to know that in passing in the book of shemot we already did mention quickly the uh, the Shemitah? Shemitah. I'll read it for you if I could find it. It's in the 23rd chapter of Sefer Shemot. Merci. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, if you, if you read Sefer Mishpatim, we're literally going in the exact same order as Parashat Mishpatim. It's fascinating. It talks about the regalim. It talks about the holidays. Yes. Then uh, it talks about coming to the Mikdash three times a year. It talks about giving to the poor. Yeah. And then... Yeah, the same thing we did last time. Exactly. And then it goes... And it talks about going into the land of Israel. And then it talks about uh, the blessings and the curses that were the implications... If of you, if you keep these laws, wow. it's mamash the same thing. It's, it's it's such a fascinating I heard this year, and it explains so much of what's going on at the end of Vayikra. It's we're reiterating exactly what was being said in Parshat Mishpatim, but not to get carried away. I just want to... Uh, here it is. Pasuk Yud Shanim Et For six years you should you should uh, plant your field, and you will gather the tivua, the produce. And then on the 70th. On the seventh year, you have to let go of it, and you should kind of forget about it. And the poor people of your uh, people shall eat, and what they leave shall be left to the animal of the field. That's what you should do to your vineyard and to your uh, olive trees. For six days, and then it also applies it to the Shabbat. So we said it in passing. This is, this is what I just read. It was a summary of these coming laws uh, for, in Parashat Mishpatim, which is in Sefer Shemot. It's amazing. The only thing I'm thinking teaching of... Us that
1: it belongs to Hashem. Even yeah. the land that you yeah. are, it belongs to Hashem, so let it go.
0: But one of the things that we do see also is that this is the last point I'm going to make, and you can take it or leave it, but if you look at Parashat Mishpatim and the civil laws that are introduced in Parashat Mishpatim, the focus is more on Do not do this. If you hurt someone in this way, you pay him back in this way. These are the things you should be protected. It's more of a negative thing, like keeping people away from doing bad and making sure society doesn't... There are boundaries. Right, there are boundaries. boundaries. But but now in Parshat Bihar, it's more like... Doing positive. The, the positive things. How does society not only refrain from bad things, but how does society elevate itself Progress. and do Progress. positive things? Progress. So the focus in parshad uh, Bihar is that at length we're going to be speaking about the positive yes, things. Yes. While in Mishpatim,
1: here, exactly. Yeah.
0: While in Mishpatim, this was only like two psukim. But here, this is and, and here when we're in Parshat Sifra Vaikra, what was only like two psukim, the negative things. Yes. If you kill someone, the, the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, this and that. Yes. So that was a short thing. Yes, but the positive behavior of the society is now the longer discussion. And I think that fits in with the theme of the book as well, because VaYikra is a book of kedusha, and the whole point of the book is to explain the implications of living with kedusha, and when society on in a as culturally adopts this framework of kedusha then what are, the, what are they going to do positively? What are they going to do? Not just refraining from hurting, but what are they going to do to help? What are they going to do to connect to God? So this is uh, all themes of the Parashat Bihar. It's a beautiful parasha. And we're going to start with the Pasuk Aleph right now. Parak, 25th chapter of Sefer Vaikra, Parashat Bihar. And Hashem spoke to Moshe on Mount Sinai, saying... So we're going back to Mount Sinai. We're back to Mount Sinai, exactly. (laughs) That's the key here. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come to the land that I am giving you, When you come to the land, the land shall remain... uh, uh, Should rest a resting to God what does it mean, arresting to God? It means a resting, which is, which is for the sake of God. So, Meaning we do it because said, God, six we six do years, it. We, we, six days of right. work, and the seventh day... Exactly, work it's, it's, it's exactly it's, how we... It's in a, greater, in a much greater... Beautiful, exactly. So we have the Shabbat, which is the weekday version of the Shemitah, and then have the Shemitah, which is the yearly version of the Shemitah. Okay? It's equivalent of the Shabbat. One more thing, by the way. Notice how it says, Kitavu el ha'aretz, when you come to the land. Yes. So we're going back to the land of Israel. Meaning this is... No, this is, this this is When you get... To this, right. It is not going to apply in the desert because yes. nobody's planting anything yes. in the desert. When, when, you, get, you, get,
1: when, you, when enter, you get to Israel... That's it. The moment you, you
0: enter. Beautiful. When you, when you enter and you start to have an agricultural yeah, society... you do not have to receive the man
1: anymore. Exactly. You're not have yeah, to start... If, you're uh, having, if
0: everybody's getting man, then none of this applies. <laughs> right? So when you get to the land, then these laws will apply. But it's also interesting that if you look back at Mishpatim, which we say is where a lot of these things were originated, also right after the Chagim... Mm-hmm. It spoke about when you go into the land, this and that. It was uh, there were some it's all the preparation for when you go to the land. Yeah, I'm just gonna read it quickly because I found it interesting. Again, we're back to the 23rd chapter of Mishpatim. So it says, it says, bring, uh, go on the holidays, bring all the um, come, first. come, come to the, come to the Beit and for those holidays. Do not have chametz. this, that. It goes through some of the laws of the holidays. And then it says, the first of the fruit, Produce, you should bring, bring, it, bring Hashem, Do not, and do not cook uh, uh, the meat in the mother's, in the Right. So, Pasuk Kaf, the next Pasuk there in Parashat Mishpatim, in the 23rd chapter of Shemot, says, Behold, I am sending for you an angel before you to take care of you and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. <laughs> do not rebel he will not uh, he will not forgive your sin and if you do and you say do exactly what I command you I will make your enemies my enemies and I will cause uh, pain I will I will uh, lay siege around your enemies or I will make your enemies my enemies he will bring you to the land of the amorites the Prezites, the canaanites do not bow down to them do not serve them and if you serve god he will bless your bread and your water similar to parshat uh, and then it says what happens when you come into the land. There will not be a woman who is barren in your land. It starts, it starts sending you... It goes, it goes to the bracham. It's such a fascinating thing. Anybody who's, who's following along, I highly recommend you, you take a deep dive. And go back, back and, and forth. Go back and forth between the end of Parshat Mishpatim and what we're studying now and try to find all the parallels because there are many. So, it, again, that, that chiastic structure is fascinating. That's what it's called, by the way. If you, the technical term for Basically, this. This
1: is way more also in-depth on the, on the laws that Hashem was giving to Moshe at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or it's a continuation, let's say. Continuation, it's an expansion. It was already said about
1: the more
0: in depth. Right, right, right. By the way, and this chronologically has to have happened earlier. Yes, for sure. Because is, the Mishkan was not built; yes. it was built after Harsinai. Yes, correct. So, if you built the Mishkan at Har Sinai, then all of the laws that we got at Har Sinai came so, before the Mishkan, okay. so this, which means this was, is put here strategically. Okay, this isn't so the. It, uh, it was continuation of, of mishpatim. It's, it's a continuation, exactly. So, and how does it continue the laws of mishpatim perfectly? Because it's, it it continues it, and. It continues those laws with a focus, with a newfound understanding of what Kedushah means and how to achieve kedusha.
1: Because you already explained and in kedusha, depth
0: the Kedushah. Exactly, because okay. we explained in depth kedusha, So now it becomes more relevant to speak about these laws that were taught at, at Har Sinai. And the whole point of all these laws, of letting your land lay fallow for a year, the whole point is the recognition that Borei Olam controls the land. Yes. And isn't it's that what Kidisha is. is? Isn't that what the Beit Ha-Mikdash is yes. for? Or the times of that the holidays are for? Or the Shabbat is for? Or our personal <laughs> behavior is for? Okay? We belong to Hashem. Yeah. Pasuk 3. For six years, you will plant your field. And for six years, you're allowed to uh, trim your vineyard. And You're allowed to bring in the fruit or the produce. Pasuk 4, eat. But in the seventh year, Shabbat, Shabbatoni There should be a special Shabbat, a double Shabbat, we'll call it, or a Shabbat Shabbaton for the land. Shabbat ladonai, a resting or a Shabbat for God. Sadecha lotizra, your field you shall not plant. lotizmor, and you shall not prune your vineyard. Now, when did we see the word Shabbat Shabbaton? When we saw the Shabbat,
1: it was for the high holidays of Kippur.
0: It was for Kippur, it was for Kippur. So one of the things that's interesting to keep in mind is, are we going to see any parallels to Kippur for this?
1: If you're not in Kippur, you're not allowed to do anything. So here it says that... There, yeah. There's a better parallel, maybe. I
0: mean, you could also say that about Shabbat, you could also say that about Shabbat, so which is the parallel, the better so, parallel? so So I'll tell you, we'll get to it soon. But the parallel first is, we said Shabbat Shabbaton by Kippur, and we said Shabbat Shabbaton by Shabbat. Yes, we are. So we said Shabbat Shabbaton by Shabbat and by Kippur. Let's see. Shabbat is obvious. This is this no is pure Shabbat. Yes. Seventh year, yes. do not work. The seven, focus number on number Number seven is let Let's see. Let's see if we come across a Kippur parallel. Okay. But okay. Et is any produce that grows on its own. Yes. In, in an agricultural society you will plant a lot, but then some things will grow because the land has gotten habituated to the, the, the growth. Yes. So Sefiah, you can you're uh, you're not allowed to be kotzer. I mean you're not allowed to gather it in a harvest. Okay? in And the grapes that are on the vine, you should not gather in a in, a, in a way of gathering like you do in the other years. It should be a year of rest for the land. The leftover, the the rested fruit, meaning Shabbat Ha'aretz is called an ellipsis. It's whenever the text leaves out a word, but that is an obvious word that you could just assume is going to be there. And the Shabbat of the land, meaning the fruit of the Shabbat of the land, will be La'chem Le'okhla. For you, you could eat it. for you for your servant and for your uh, maid servant, for the person who's hired in your house, and the person who's hired in your house for long stretches of time, who, until, to the extent that he's like a live-in maid or a live-in servant, and for your animals, and to the beasts that are in your field, all of the produce should be... Can only eat it on Shabbat. No, no, no. What, what, no? Because this no, is, this you is can a seventh only year. No,
1: You can only eat it on a seventh year.
0: So, what, what the idea is here is what it's telling you to do is you're allowed to eat the food. Yes, but you're not allowed to. But you're not allowed to gather the food yes, at, yes. in the harvest fashion. Yes. Store it in your house and then take it while it's from your house. The basic rule of Shemitah, the most fundamental law, is every day you have to go out and pick from your field and go back inside. Instead of putting it in a basket and Every day Hashem is giving you something to eat. And another rule, if you have something in your house that you've stored. You have to give it. First of all, if it finishes. Exactly. Let's say I took an apple in my house and I decided not to eat it. Now I only took one apple, so it wasn't a problem. But But all of a sudden, it's the time of year when the apples in my field stop growing. I have to throw the apple out. Because that, in that sense, then I'm storing. Because then the apple is no longer in the you're field, but I have one store. in my house. You're not to store. Exactly. So are not allowed to store. So the idea is that the food that you, you eat, you should be eating, you should the go and eat the same day, the same way a poor person. A poor person is not going to come and take sheaves no. and a take wheat a You take for, day day. for a day and,
1: and then they leave. And then come back tomorrow. So
0: everybody has the same access. And same thing with the animals. The animals eat on the spot. Pasuk eight. Mm-hmm. You'll count then seven sabbatical cycles. Seven years, seven times. So 49 years. you'll have 49 years. And then you'll blow the oh, shofar on the seventh month. On the tenth of the month. On the kipur. You will blow the shofar Amazing. and you blow the shofar to announce the coming of the Yovel. Wow. So Basar Hashem, we found our our wow. our connection, uh, connection with the, with the Kippur, the Kippur. Wow. and the Shabbat Shabbaton uh, of Kippur, true. but now I don't know what it means, by the way. I don't know the well, philosophical it's, it's significance. So but it's an interesting chidush. I,
1: I, I saw the, the shofar right. and the shofar. So
0: you, so you blow the shofar in order to announce the yovel, and then tomorrow we're going to study the laws that come with or the, that with the Yovel. Baruch amen, amen. amen, amen. amen. amen.
1: Wow, well, today it was...